Hey, we're Blender Style, the show where we discuss an extreme blend of music. On this episode, we're discussing Counting Crows, August and Everything After. Released in 1993 on Geffen Records. Cheers, gentle fellers. Cheers, Cheers. gentlemen. Nice. How many did you guys count? I only counted like three. So, um, I know Nathan is familiar with County Crows. Everyone knows this band. <laughs> Have you ever heard of County Crows, Matt? Or is this I your cannot, first time? You couldn't escape Mr. Jones and me in high school. Oh, you hung out with Mr. Jones, huh? We were chasing you, yes, huh. yes. Sweet. So, and uh, then that fucking stupid song from the Shrek 2. Or I actually really like that song. Accidentally in Love? Yes. Ugh. I don't even know this song. Oh, it's such a good song. Ugh. Like the donkey falls in love with that green girl. The dragon? Oh, I thought... I never actually watched Shrek, so I don't know. I thought the donkey fell in love with the ogre. So you listened to the song, like, voluntarily? <laughs> oh, yeah. Not because of the movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> this came out way before the movie. So so this came out in my... What, 93? So I was what? I was September, so I was 12 years old. Right. You were 12 years old? Yeah. This was before I was really into, like heavy metal i was into like you know the rock and the 80s metal hair metal oh, wait did you get into this then oh yeah oh that makes more sense yeah mm-hmm. um it was a, it's a good album i like it um i i think uh there's a lot of hinted meaning behind it um if you read into the lyrics and dig into them which makes it kind of cool i know you're you're doing the uh i'm too cool for this attitude thing Matt. i listen to it a lot <laughs> I will give a so. So, what do you think thorough, about it? Uh, I wrote a lot of notes when Did I was you really? listening to this. Okay. Um, one of my early notes was this is the worst thing we've ever reviewed on Blender Style. Oh yeah, it's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> now I got to know what you think is the worst. Yeah. Uh, probably Hammerfall. Really? I think I that was like my least favorite. I actually went back and listened to Hammerfall. I'm like, is that one also terrible? Yes. <laughs> my first playthrough for, from this was just... Ugh. Ugh. I actually had to like text a friend and I'm like... You, you phoned like? a friend? Yeah, I had to phone a friend. I'm like, do you like Counting Crows? She's like, oh my god, yes. Yeah. I'm like, that, okay, this makes total sense. Because she listens to singer-songwriter shit. This oh. is like alternative, <laughs> adult alternative, right? It's definitely like alternative rock. Yeah, I, I hate that. I hate that. I don't know that they call it adult alternative, but yeah, it's it's alternative. It's for sure. Yeah, but like the band might as well be non-existent. There is good drumming on it. I'll give it that. There's really good bass on this. There's like this. The bass player has like some porno sound and bass lines going on throughout. Um, on the first track, yeah, on round here, like mm-hmm. halfway through, it kind of gets funky, and I was like, okay, I can dig this. And then a lot of it's just like sad fucking acoustic guitar dude with dreadlocks music and it just <laughs> uh, so i like i i was like all right all right people fucking love this band uh-huh. clearly you yeah. guys like it um i'm like all right maybe it's the lyrics okay so i got into the lyrics and the lyrics are they're fantastic oh they are the, like, <laughs> like all, every song the lyrics are good with the exception of the raincoat song <laughs> the raincoat do you hate it because he says i need a raincoat 
way too many times. He really, really needs a raincoat. Yeah, I've noticed that like anything that like repeats itself, like kind of often, you, it's a like, kind of off-putting to you. I've noticed that. But um, I love like the subtle instru- different instruments that are in this. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the keyboards, different piano. There's like there's also there's just different instruments. It, that it's are, good composition. Yeah. Disagree and, uh, completely. If, <laughs> if you made this instrumental, it would suck. Worse than it already sucks. Um, if there was no vocals and this guy singing on top of this, I think this would it's be It's definitely awful. singer-songwriter stuff, like you were saying. 100%. Uh, but I also think, uh, you know, I don't want to dismiss this completely, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or this band. I, I think this is definitely for its time. What I love about this album is... You know, it's it's definitely a bookmark in time. The yeah. way it sounds, the, the even the name of you know the album, it brings you back to a time, mm-hmm. and like that's what it does for me. Like this brings me back to being a young kid exactly. when I thought Hootie and the Blowfish was fucking cool. Because <laughs> I knew, I mean, I knew nothing. I knew yeah, nothing you knew else. Nothing about you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, I remember like being younger and seeing Hanson on Twenty Twenty. Because my parents watched 2020 and there was a thing on there about them. And I was like, oh, they got long hair. This must be good. And then I listened to it and it was not good. But you know what I mean? You're you're discovering music. You're trying yeah. to hear something different. I feel like Hanson rocks more than Counting Crows. Kansas? Hanson. Oh. No. I Kansas mean, for sure, I mean, bro. Mm-bop. No. But. Oombop <laughs> might be better than every song on this album. Um, That's not true. Oombop yeah. sucks. <laughs> I'm going to pick Hanson album next. I love that it's sad, but it's also (laughs) in a comfortable way. It's like comforting. Oh, that's that's a good that's a good way of putting it. I like that it is vulnerable, especially around the time that this like came out. Everything was really loud, distorted, rock and roll, you know? And then this guy, ugly dude with dreads and a leather jacket. We need to insert this on the video. Mm -hmm. Mr. Jones. This picture is the worst. Didn't he date Jennifer Aniston around this Dude, time? Dude, he's actually dated a lot of really good-looking women. How did he manage that? Dreadlocks. Lyrics. He wrote them love letters. <laughs> oh, yeah. He blew them sweet kisses. So, so yeah, I, I agree with you. This came out during the time when grunge was, like, the mainstream, and so this went totally against the current. Um, oh, yeah. You would hear that you Mr. Jones would come on right after, like, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was reading somewhere... And I didn't write the notes down, but um, I'll admit I was pretty conflicted on this. Like at first, I was like, "This really sucks." <laughs> it started to grow on me. It's not yeah. totally shit. No, not at all. I mean, like, there's a couple songs I'm like, "All right, it's pretty good." Like I'd listen to them, I'd like, I start to remember the lyrics and mm-hmm. I'd sing along with it. Like yeah. I, I would agree with you though. Like if you did take the vocals away, it's very simple and just kind of elevator background yeah. music but with the and vocals I hate to admit that too because i love this album but when you said that and i thought about it i was like damn it you're right this yeah. first song gets kind of funky and group round here round uh-huh. here's great um some of these are just sullivan street my comment was just gross face man i feel like i feel it's like just like ugh Everything up until Perfect Blue Buildings. So, round here, Omaha, Mr. Jones, great. Perfect Blue Buildings, nah. And it begins, all right. Uh, time and time again. Sometimes good, sometimes all right. Sometimes really boring, depending on the mood I'm in. Ugh. Rain King, banger. Ugh. 
It's uh, Sullivan Street. I could care less about Ghost Train Cool just because between the buried and me got their name from it. <laughs> Is that where that lyric's from? Yeah. I didn't catch that. Uh, Raining in Baltimore, I could care less. And then A Murder of One is a great song. Uh, dude, it doesn't that have Counting Crows yes. in it? You yes. know what I mean? The word Counting, yeah. Murder of One's cool because it's like uh, they're talking about crows. Mm-hmm. A murder of crows. Yeah. That's like the highlight of the whole album is murder of crows. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I think the mix on this is really good. The the vocal patterns and the production is pretty. And this is a debut killer. album, right? It is. It's, it's a, a debut, debut album. album, and it literally has like four singles that everyone knows. Oh yeah, like you sure. mentioned, everyone knows who this is. So they must have done something right. Oh yeah, well, and this was that's what I'm saying. This this happened when when grunge was like kind of at the forefront, 93. Mm-hmm. So for this to come out and kind of push against the current on that, I think they got a lot of play just in the fact that they were different. I would definitely listen to this, listen to the band, but I would not want to hang out with any of these guys. No. <laughs> at all. And, and, and sip coffee at some... It's like pretentious kind of. I, I love that the there's a lot of hidden meaning in, in all the lyrics in this album. The lyrics are good. Um but I also have to agree that I think the slower songs maybe get a little too slow, um, too empty Yuck. almost. And then there's like it loses momentum about midway through and kind of like never picks it up until that last song. And then you're like, oh, cool. It's picking back up. And then it's over. And you're like, well, oh, that kind of sucked. And Mr. Jones doesn't bother you guys. Like, it's irritating. The lyrics are what make it good for me. I just the chorus when he's like, Mr. Jones. Oh, I hate and, the chorus. Oh, God. Yeah. I heard that like a thousand times in the 90s. And I just ugh. I just remember the video and like laughing yeah. because he's like he's in a loft. Like, well, yeah, he's like got, this. He's got with, that jacket with the with fringe, fringe stuff things on <laughs> it and tight blue jeans. <laughs> like, who the what the fuck are you doing? But, Nobody in the band was like, come on, bro. Well, and the funny thing is, is like they're known for like being really lively on stage, I guess. I've never seen him live. Oh, really? But I guess that's like one of their things. Their live shows, they're, he's always all over the place, which is cool. It's funnier that this band moves around more than like Cannibal Corpse does. Because uh-huh. they just stand there and just play guitar. <laughs> they got to do something up there. <laughs> I, I think they do. <laughs> That'd be really boring. <laughs> I, think, I think they also do a really good job of portraying emotion through their vocal patterns and the song lyrics and stuff. It is emotional. I'll give it that. Like I mean, you could almost you could almost feel the sadness and the angst and stuff, and then you could feel the happiness and the and the portrayal of like hope and and stuff throughout it. Which Even is cool. that song that bugs me, which I'm not narrowing it down, but raining in Baltimore mm-hmm. when he's talking about he really needs a raincoat. I'm just like, someone please get this like, guy get the a guy a raincoat. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, I feel for him. It's like. Well, it's my problem shit. with that is if he had if he waited long, dude, he wants a sunburn, dude, to right? write a song. <laughs> Why didn't he just walk down to the damn store and get a raincoat? He couldn't afford one until this album came out, dude. That's actually a good I point. get the sense they that did this guy form, had money. They are from San Francisco, so. Like, I think his parents were like doctors or something. I didn't. Oh, were they? Yeah, something. I don't know. But I get the sense that like he had a budget going into this. Because this band was kind of like hyped up, right? Like before the I dating. feel like this is like like I mentioned like before like Hootie and the Blowfish. I think they were like one of those bands that like came out and they were big because everyone's parents let them listen to them. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> and then <laughs> this was a family ordeal because you yeah, could listen to it with your kids. Like Oprah like interviewed them probably or something. And 
everyone's mom liked it. <laughs> like, oh, the hootie. <laughs> yeah. The blowfish and, uh, are great. And the blowfish had that hilarious then, video of then, them playing basketball with those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, like, I feel like once the kids caught on, they were like, this isn't cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, this isn't cool. And I think everyone just kind of forgot about this it. This has deeper and more genuine emotion than Hootie and the Blowfish, but that's probably a more entertaining band to listen to. Dude, I only want to be with you, bro. <laughs> 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 like, and dude, then, let her cry? <laughs> yeah, dude. I honestly uh, okay. couldn't name any other Hootie and the Blowfish other than that one song. That's the only nah, one. Dude, one's next pick for me. <laughs> um, so, so they derived their name from a uh, British nursery rhyme uh, yeah. called one for sorrow which is about the superstitions of counting magpies which is a member of the crow family eh, eh. so which is kind of cool i like i don't that, like songs that count off like that one blah, well blah, it's blah, part blah. of the nursery rhyme. i know they, it still they, bothers me they adapted it for their their song or whatever which is cool i guess but um it's like when you talk shit about uh, Power Man 5000, you're like, my neck, my shoulder, yeah. <laughs> one, blah, 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 two, like, blah, blah, blah. I hate counting. Yeah, I don't like counting stuff. Uh, I like how the cover I like how the cover depicts the, I don't uh, like math. the, the song uh, August and Everything After, but the song was never released on the album. Why is it? Do you know why it's called August and Everything After? What, the album or the? The album, yeah. Um, I have no idea. I didn't read into so it. So I think Adam Adam Dirt, his uh his birthday's August first. Uh-huh. So August and everything after. I wonder if that's why. Okay, so hmm. does it include does it roll back over after December? Or does it just stop in December? Uh, so is it technically August and up to December. September and October and November and December and January and February and March and April, May and June, July. No, I think August. it's, you know, it's just into the winter and that would explain why he needs the raincoat. Uh, yeah. Didn't this come out in like September of 1980? Yeah. September 14th. So how come that song's not on this album though? Uh, I don't know. It was So released. there's a song called August and Everything There was after. a song called August and Everything After. It was recorded for this session. It wasn't put on the album. When did it come out? Uh, it came out in 2019 as an Amazon original, but the lyrics are depicted on the front cover. All the handwritten lyrics behind it are. For so the, he's been sitting on this song forever. Yeah. Kind of like we're going to sit on this episode forever. <laughs> yeah. You're, you don't want to release it. No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I like it. I know Nate at one point was going to get Rain King tattooed on his knuckles. Yeah, it's, this is true. But then I didn't want anyone to think I was like hard, like you wrecked. Yeah, like you know, like I'm raining fists or something. You know, rain king. Yeah, but it's about the shit. But it's man. about counting crows. <laughs> <laughs> I would have tattooed it in raindrops <laughs> on your knuckles, dude. Yeah. So that's I mean, even harder, huh? Right. It is. You're that's kind of like. Like, <laughs> like hold what's on. What's that from, dude? Counting crows. Yeah. Tied. And then right here you have Adam. <laughs> Adam Dirt or whatever his name Dirt. is. Or Black Adam and then The Rock shows up. I don't get it. Because uh, he played the Black Adam in the new movie Marvel or, something? or DC movie. Uh, I don't watch Marvel shit, dude. It's DC, bitch. I don't watch. <laughs> I like this. I just, I just got to mention that, that like I said, like wow. this is like goes back to a time. And then I love that, at least personally... I don't even know if I love this about it, but I, what I like about it is that it takes me back to a time, but I've listened to it 
throughout my mm-hmm. time of knowing it. You know what I mean? Like I can, it brings me back to a time when you didn't but know all the way until music, yeah. you know I've listened to it so since 1993. You know, is I can it like always nostalgic for you then? Yeah, dude. I mean, it brings me back to like you know Dawson's Creek, bro. You oh, know. God. Sucks. Uh, <laughs> so then, what would you rate it, Nate? Uh, dude, I honestly, I rate this a four point two. I think this is a fucking killer album. No, um, I think they actually the album after this is also really good. Uh, oh. The lyrics are really good, and I think it's, I think it's ballsy as hell to come out with this mm-hmm. around the time that stuff was around. You know, ev- yeah. the distortion pedal was everywhere. It was. There was no distortion on this at all. And the fact that these guys were probably playing festivals or different shows with different bands, mm-hmm. you know, probably. I-, I don't know who they played with. I was way too young to even pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> but for being a young kid and hearing this and it getting me to, like, think about lyrics. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know. And dude, it's pretty hooky. So 4.2. So I never listened to anything from County Crows after that, after this album. So this album, I listened to a lot when I was a kid mm. and, and I don't even think that I listened to the whole album. I think I listened to like the, the, singles. the singles and then, you know, uh, murder of one. And, but I always skipped through like the slower songs. So when we listened to it this time, it was my first time listening to it. But by the time the next album came out, I think I was fully engulfed in like metal and stuff. And yeah. so I just, I didn't have time for it. Um, but yeah, it's weird. What about you, Matt? What do you rate it? This was a struggle. Um, was it? At first I was just like, <laughs> this is going to be like hard to listen to. We've reviewed other albums I think are worse than this. Mm-hmm. This is not good. This Nicole is a, Atkins was worse for me. I like Nicole Atkins better than this. Uh-huh. Um, there's like, uh, this is like gross to me. 1.9 out of five mm. at first. Like I said, at first I thought this was one of the worst albums <laughs> we ever reviewed, but it does. I'm willing to admit that if I keep listening to it, I'll probably like it more. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like round here. I think that's the best song on here. The other ones that are like decent songs, like uh, murder one is tolerable. Uh, Sullivan street is disgusting. Like just yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of that one. Uh, so it's a one point nine for me. I did not like it. So what you're saying is, if you listen to this for another thirty years, like Nate and I have, you'll be up at like a four point something probably. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna take. I wouldn't say no. It's gonna take thirty years to grow on you. It's completely because there's other like weak music I listen to. <laughs> yeah. That I've been listening to the whole time, and that you just start to kind of get acclimated. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's kind of like it is with Nicole Atkins. Like when we did that, I listened to that for so long, but the first few times I listened to it, I wasn't super. I into feel like it. this has more Substance. more potential to be a better album over mm-hmm. time than Nicole Atkins. So I gave it a four point one out of five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm with Nathan. This was something that you know it has a lot of like sentimental value and nostalgia for me. Um, and I'm a lyrics guy, so I like reading into it and. The more I read about the hidden meaning behind the lyrics and stuff, the more I'm like, oh, it's cool. I always think it's really cool when somebody could portray something to to the masses that might not necessarily be uh, okay. It might be more of a taboo subject, and they could portray it to be a welcome way, and everybody's like, oh, it's great. But then, you know, later on down the road, people are like, oh, wait, he was that's what it meant? And I feel like there's a lot of that in this album, um, which is really cool for me. So 4.1. Yeah. I, I think there's like also a lot of self-loathing mm-hmm. that's going on here. And like 
admitting that the self-loathing is there because I have a lot of self-loathing <laughs> that I got um, in itself is just relatable to me. And I think it's relatable to many people. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think most people don't feel strong and yeah, great all the time. And they feel like it's raining and they need a raincoat. So, yeah, if you like singer songwriter stuff or just like hidden meanings behind lyrics or you're just feeling nostalgic for something that was way different in the grunge era, check out County Crows, August and everything after. We're Blender Style. Subscribe and like. See you next time. Get him a fucking raincoat already. <laughs>